grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to a sermon podcast from Salem Lutheran Church. For more information, please stay tuned at the end of the sermon. Gentiles, 
and let all the peoples give him praise. And again, Isaiah says, there will be a root in Jesse, and he is the one who will rise up to rule the Gentiles. On him the Gentiles will place their hope. Now may the God of hope fill you with complete joy and peace as you continue to believe so that you overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The word of the Lord. We read from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, beginning at the first verse. In those days, John the Baptist appeared, preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, because the kingdom of heaven is near. Yes, this is he of whom this was spoken through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem, all of Judea, and all the region around the Jordan were going out to him. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River as they confessed their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming for his baptism, he said to them, You offspring of vipers! Who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Therefore produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Do not think of saying to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that God is able to raise up children for Abraham from these stones. Already the axe is ready to strike the root of the trees. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but the one who comes after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing shovel is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor. He will gather his wheat into the barn, and he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for consideration is found recorded in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. And I read these words once again. In those days John the Baptist appeared preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, because the kingdom of heaven is near. Yes, this is he of whom this was spoken, through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John wore cam clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem, all of Judea, and all the region around the Jordan were going out to him. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River as they confessed their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming for his baptism, he said to them, You offspring of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Therefore produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Do not think of saying to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father, for I tell you that God is able to raise up children of Abraham from these stones. 
Already the axe is ready to strike the root of the trees. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but the one who comes after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry out his to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing shovel is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor. He will gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. This is the word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, have any of you ever tasted soap? Have any of you ever gotten into trouble because, and your parents made you put a bar of soap in your mouth? Have you ever seen the, the movie, The Christmas Story? If you remember Ralphie, he even was picturing that mom shoving, a, shoving soap into his mouth would maybe cause him to be blind, and that'll stick it to her for putting soap in his mouth. But putting soap in your mouth was not unheard of years ago where people spoke of, you said the wrong thing, and not the wrong thing is you misspoke, but you had a potty mouth. You, what you said was dirty, and it should be said. They taught people how to speak and in the sense of, yeah, there were things you said and things you don't say to another. I can honestly say I've never had soap in my mouth, and. And I'm not, I'm not saying this because I'm bragging. I was such a wonderful child. But that was not the kind of punishment my parents ever dished out. But as I read concerning John the Baptist, I wonder if people would be tempted to think, maybe this man needs a bar of soap in his mouth. To speak of religious leaders, these Pharisees and Sadducees, who also were quite politically powerful, many of them, being part of the Jewish ruling council called the Sanhedrin. And when these people come out to him, where he was preaching and teaching, just east of the Jordan, around the Dead Sea, or east of Jerusalem, I should say, around the Dead Sea, the first thing he says to them, you offspring of vipers, vipers being poisonous snakes. Well, this is not being politically correct. He's not being polite to them and respectful when you start calling these kind of names. He might be tempted to think he's rather a potty mouth. But if all you understand is what John is saying here is name calling, yeah, you could conclude that. But that's not the point of John here. John the Baptist was calling them an offspring of vipers because what they've been preaching and teaching to the people was pure poison. It was poisoning their souls. It was destroying people of the hope of everlasting life. Their entire religion was based on, based on the fact of who you were and what you did. They claimed that if you could trace your ancestry back to Abraham... And you could declare yourself a child of Abraham? Then you too were a member of God's people and therefore saved. But as John pointed out, God can make children of Abraham from stones. 
That's not what saves you. And the other thing they were preaching and teaching was that you could be saved by what you do. That you could earn God's favor. They even created more laws for people to follow. And if we struggle to follow even the summary of God's moral law being the Ten Commandments, creating more laws doesn't get people to be more godly. But that is what they were teaching. In fact, it was actually the complete opposite of what John the Baptist was preaching. John was called by God to preach and to teach. He makes it very clear to the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the people that were coming to hear him preach and also to be baptized by him that everything that he is doing is in keeping with God's holy will. He even quotes from Isaiah, a voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. You could apply these words to any preacher of the gospel, but they definitely point to John the Baptist. He was the forerunner. He was called by God to be the herald, proclaiming the coming of the king of kings, not just any king. He was to prepare people. And, and, and here we have a beautiful picture of, of, hey, when a king comes in, don't have him go and hit the potholes and going up and down. Straighten those words, roads, make them straight. And he's talking about making straight your heart. In fact, he even dressed the part. He wore a clothing of camel's hair and had a belt around his waist. He ate off the land, and that included wild honey and locusts. Isn't it interesting that this is the exact same dress that Elijah the prophet wore as he preached and taught? the very one who ascended into heaven without seeing death, the very one who would stand besides Jesus at the transfiguration along with Moses. You see, in the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi, we're told about the coming of the one who's going to proclaim the coming of the Lord. And he is described in Malachi with the name Elijah. John is Elijah here, fulfilled those Old Testament prophecies. He comes with the authority of the Lord God Almighty in keeping with the plan of the Lord God Almighty. He preaches with authority. And the authority he brings is summed up in one word. The message is repentance. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent. I've always described repentance as, as being in two parts. One is certainly sorrow over sin. They were even confessing their sins, we're told. But the next part is, is the most important part. That's the biggest part. Too many stop at confessing our sins, but, the, but without the second part, the first part is meaningless. The second part is faith. 
believing in what Christ has done for you, the very Savior who's paid for those sins, and, and the very Savior, by his grace and mercy, offered his life as that atoning sacrifice for sins, and he did it once and for all. And then in connection with that faith comes baptism. He was applying water in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And through that holy sacrament, people were assured that their sins were forgiven and forgiven by God himself. That is what baptism means for us each and every day. When you find your heart is heavy and maybe tormented and, and you feel overwhelmed, look to your baptism. God called you to be his own. The very God who paid for your sins through baptism assures you that your sins have been washed away. You are forgiven. And as a forgiven child of God, you are an heir of everlasting life. Now he even brings up a third part. He told the Pharisees and the Sadducees, therefore produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Instead of using your works as a way to earn heaven, which we can't do, understand that the works that we do, we do in response for what God has done for us. We do them out of thankful love. We do it in keeping with that repentant heart that has sorrow over sins and believes in the cross of Christ. Or as John put it to the people, look the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the message of John. And this is not what the Pharisees and the Sadducees were preaching. This is why John had to say to them, you offspring of vipers. The truth is, because he's called by God himself, heed the message of John the Baptist. He's the one with the authority to give us the Advent sermon that we badly need. And not just at this time of the year, but all the days of our lives. This, my friends, is the message of God. And any other message is pure poison to our souls. Because John spoke with such authority, many thought that maybe he was the Christ. And the people ended up asking him that. But John made it very clear that he baptized with water, but there is one who is coming that is going to baptize with the Holy Spirit in fire, referring to really Pentecost. For in order to be the Christ, the Messiah, the Savior, you had to be the Son of God. He had no authority to send the Holy Spirit, but the true Son of God does. And Jesus is the Son of God. In fact, he said he was not even worthy to carry his sandals, let alone untie them, but even to carry them. That would have been considered the lowliest of the lowliest for a servant to do, and he was not even worthy of that. So he makes it very clear to them that the one who comes to be the Savior is not him, 
Because the one that comes to be the Savior is the one who's called to be the judge. And he will judge on the last day. He holds the acts of, acts of judgment. It's already at the root of the tree. It's ready to strike. And because it's ready to strike, he, John makes it very clear to them, those who do not produce fruit in keeping with repentance will be cut down and thrown into the fire. He describes it in another way. This is the one who holds the winnowing fork. It's a shovel with, with uh, forks on it. And when they would bring in the grain, they usually had the cattle stomp on the grain to separate the stalk from the grain. And then they would gather up all the stock. That was used for bedding. That was the straw. But the grain, they waited for a windy day and, and opening up the doors to the barn, they would throw the grain up in the air and, and, and the little chaff that is around the grain would blow off. The heavy grain would fall to the ground. The grain was gathered because that had value. That was put into the barn. The chaff has no value. So that was simply burnt. The judgment that John the Baptist is talking about here is the judgment between believers and unbelievers. The believers will go into the barn. They will go into the glories of heaven. But the unbeliever will face the unquenchable fire of hell itself. And the worst part of it is being separated from God forever. We don't even wish our worst enemies to such a place. Now, my friends, is the, is the time to heed the Advent message of John the Baptist. Now is the time to repent. With sorrow over sins and faith in Jesus Christ, who paid for those sins in full. We have before us a true Advent preacher because not only does he speak of the first coming of the Lord, but he takes us to the second coming. And it is because of this text that we always emphasize that fact during the Advent season. Advent is not just simply preparing for Christmas. That's the first coming but it's also looking forward to a second coming when we will together join all believers in the glories of heaven. No more sin, no more sadness, no more pain, no more suffering, because no more sin. And that's eternal. But until that day comes, we celebrate Christmas as we look forward with yearning hearts to Judgment Day with a repentant heart. This is the message of Advent. This is the message you and I proclaim because this is the message that is called by God to proclaim, especially to the forerunner himself, John the Baptist. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
Thank you for taking the time to listen to a sermon podcast from Salem Evangelical Lutheran Church. If you have any further questions or would like to learn more about Salem Lutheran and its ministry, please check out our website at www.salemevlutheran.org. Once again, that is www.salemev L-U-T-H-E-R-A-N dot O-R-G. May God bless you today and every day.